0: Hi, welcome back to Agents and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. I'm Lynn. (laughs) And I'm Rochelle. And today we are talking about season five, episode 11, called Sam Interrupted. So we start out at the Glenwood Springs Psychiatric Hospital in Ketchum, Oklahoma. We're in a doctor's office. A doctor is talking to a patient. Uh, The doctor says, the nurse tells me that you're not taking your medication. You want to tell me why, Susan? Susan says, the pills make me sleepy, but I can't. If I sleep, it'll come. The doctor says, you mean the monster. Now we've talked about this. Susan says, but it killed Annie. The doctor says, Susan, you're schizophrenic. Your mind plays tricks on you. You get confused. Sometimes you see things. Susan says, I know what I am. Like I can see my dead son standing behind you. I know he's not real. The doctor looks behind him. <laughs> I love that part. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> what? <laughs> Who's behind me? Yeah, and we see that she actually does see her dead son behind him. But I just thought it was hilarious that he's like, "I just need to check real quick
1: to make
0: sure there's not a dead person behind me."
1: I know, and I kind of wonder like, is it is she actually seeing ghosts, and she thinks she's schizophrenic, or people think she's schizophrenic because of it? Or is she actually, like, it, are you seeing her being schizophrenic and what she's seeing? Or are you actually supposed to think that she sees ghosts? Right. Who knows? I never really
0: think about that. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. It, or, or <laughs> spoiler, is she being made crazy by the monster? I mean. Could be.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't know. Yeah. It could be any of those things.
1: It could be all the things. <laughs> it could be
0: all the things. So Susan says, but the monster is real. The doctor says, Annie was your roommate, and what happened to her was painful for all of us. Perhaps it's easier for you to conjure up a monster than to face how tragic her suicide really was. Susan says, I can hear it at night in the walls. Please, you have to believe me. The doctor says, Susan, there is no such thing as monsters. So we catch a Susan in a room looking at pictures of her son. The lights go out, and a man calls out. It's 1030, lights out. She hears something in the ceiling, and she looks at, at the vent, at the ceiling vent. It starts to clatter, and then a vent screw starts to twist. She screams, oh, my God, help me. And then we hear another man screaming for help. In the nurse's station, a nurse says, they're starting early
1: tonight. Back with <laughs> his- <laughs> That's like, it's kind of funny, but also like, Super sad, super sad. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, how do you, how do you react to that? You know. exactly. That's just like the
0: normal lights out screaming. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how, people. I mean, can... Killian does that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Bad God. Time. You're right. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> You're right. Also, he's been doing this thing where he like wails in his sleep and he did it all last night. So I've just been like up all night listening to him and I go in there like, oh, you know, maybe his legs hurting from growing pains and he is bloody asleep. He is making these noises in his sleep yeah, and slamming himself against the wall, the wall that we share. So all yeah. I hear is like his head hitting the wall and wails all night long.
1: Like, really, homie? What's what's going on? No,
0: it, it sucks. <laughs> It sucks balls for Shell. <laughs> it is <laughs> actually <sure>. worse.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> we just moved his bed so that it's like, like lengthwise against the wall. No, that doesn't make sense. Anyways, he's not like up against the wall anymore, just his feet will be against the wall. So that'll be good. Yeah. But he's going to roll off the bed anyway because there's no wall to stop him now.
1: So, but either way, I mean, he's got to have some sort of like, you know, opening to the rest of the world or the world the room like he's yeah. <laughs> he could potentially roll off the bed no matter where he's at so yeah you're right and he does i mean yeah that's
0: it's like a normal off the bed thing we have pillows up all, all over his room to like
1: block him from harming himself <laughs> <laughs> jeez i know he's quite it sounds like he's quite the uh, like sleepwalker type situation yeah i mean he he's never actually like walked in his sleep that i'm aware of but he he doesn't
0: stay in one spot he has I mean, no, he like rolls all over the place all over the place yeah it's crazy Ugh. anyway okay so back with susan <laughs> <laughs> Some screws are on the floor, and more are coming out of the vent. She goes to her door, and we see through the window. Uh, and we see her through the window on it. There's a man looking out of his own door window at her. She screams, "Help me!" And then she's pulled away from the window by something, but we don't see what it is. She screams for a long time. Then a nurse eventually opens her door, and we see Susan laying on the floor with her wrist cut. She's dead. We get our opening title sequence. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. I was gonna say that. I don't know how anybody can, like, work, like, h- h- do that job. You know what I mean? Like, in a mental institution. That would be so hard. Even just being a nurse, like, in a regular hospital would be hard. So, that means that Raquel is the actual shit.
1: Is <laughs> <laughs> the actual shit. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Because that would be so
1: hard. I just... It's like, dealing with people that
0: dealing with people who are not feeling well who are feeling horrible in fact would be so hard
1: yeah I think I mean from what I've talked to her about I mean so far it sounds like the worst ones for her are or at least the most aggravating ones are the ones that refuse to do things for themselves because they think that it's their job to do it for them so like they refuse to wipe themselves because there's a nurse there and why not make them do it you know like stuff like that where people are like you know clearly they are capable of doing the thing on their own but they refuse to do it because they're like you know they just assume that because a nurse is there that that's their job you know and it's like okay like they're there to help you yes but like you can wipe your own butt you know (laughs) like yeah and if you can't, that's one thing. But, like, if you can and you just refuse to just based off of you don't want to, no. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. She said that's the hardest part is people do stuff like that all the time because they just decide that the nurses, you know. It's their job. Are there to do that for them. You yeah. Know? Wow. I never thought about that. That would be horrible. Ugh. Yeah. I get it, though. I mean, yeah, if it's one thing if they actually can't do it themselves. But just yeah. to...
0: Just because there's a nurse there, that must they be. They refuse
1: their... to do anything for themselves because somebody else can do it. You know, it's like this is not a resort. You know, like <laughs> yeah. You're here because of you know this issue, but like there's things that you can do for yourself too. You know. Yeah. Wow. Okay. But... Um. I
0: Anyways. guess we're just gonna we'll just take this moment to shout out to all the nurses and doctors who are mm-hmm. doing everything for the whole Corona bullshit. So <laughs> good job. Yeah, thank you. Um, If we have any nurses or doctors listening to us, of our our 10 listeners. (laughs) I know, really, right? Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. But
1: yes, thank you if you are in that field.
0: Also, all the essential workers, right? Mm -hmm. All the grocery Grocery store workers, workers, post office, and delivery people, and everybody. We love you. Thank you. You rock. Okay, so opening title sequence. So, we cut to the doctor in his office. His name is Dr. Fuller. Sam and Dean are with him in civilian clothes. The doctor is looking at Sam's file. He says, you're referred to me by a Dr. Babar in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Dean, Dean says, that's right. The doctor says, isn't there a children's book about an elephant named Babar? Dean says, I don't know. I don't have any elephant books. Look, doctor, I think that the doc wasn't over his head with this one. Because my brother... uh. And then he points to his head and makes the cuckoo sound. The doctor says, okay, fine. Thank you. That's not really necessary. To Sam, he says, why don't you tell me how you're feeling, Alex? Sam says, I'm fine. I mean, okay, a little depressed, I guess. The doctor says, all right, any idea why? Sam says, probably because I started the apocalypse. The (laughs) The doctor says, the apocalypse? Sam says, yeah, that's right. The doctor says, and you think you started it? Sam says, well, yeah, I mean, I killed this demon Lilith, and I accidentally freed Lucifer from hell, so now he's topside, and we're trying to stop him. The doctor says, who is? Sam says, me and him, and he points to Dean. (laughs) Sam says, oh, and and this one angel. The doctor says, oh, you mean like an angel on your shoulder? Sam says, no, no, his name is Castiel. He wears a trench coat. (laughs)
1: Dean I says, just love everything that's happening here. By I the know.
0: Way. <laughs> I know. I love how he's just like telling the truth, but it just sounds so fucking bonkers.
1: Yeah.
0: I like how that's what they decided. Like, cause you know, they had the conversation, like, what are we going to say to make him think we're crazy? And one of them was like, well, how about the truth?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Why don't we just tell him what's up?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause they'll never believe it.
0: Yeah. Dean says, see what I mean, doc? I mean, the kid's been beating himself up about this for months. The apocalypse wasn't his fault. The doctor says, it's not dean says no there was this other demon ruby she got him addicted to demon blood i mean near the end he was practically chugging the stuff my brother's not evil he was just hi (laughs) so could you fix him up so we can get back to traveling around the country and hunting monsters the doctor holds up a finger and picks up the phone he says irma cancel my lunch so we cut to a we cut to yeah, a we female. got a lot to deal with. I know, there is a lot going on in this room. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut to a female nurse named Nurse Foreman. She's walking Sam and Dean down a hallway. She says, Doctor Fuller would like to keep you both under observation for a couple of days. Dean says, Both? Me too? The nurse says, Yes, sugar. The doctor thinks that would be best. Sam and Dean smile at each other. So we cut to Nurse Foreman putting a blood pressure cuff on Dean's arm. She says, all right, I'm just going to give you a little checkup. Dean says, all right, look, Nurse Ratchet, let's get one thing straight. I've seen cuckoo's nest, so don't try any of that soul-crushing authoritarian crap on me. She smiles and says, okie dokie. So we cut to Nurse Foreman with Sam. She says, all right, you can go ahead and take down your pants. Sam says, wait, what? What for? And she snaps a rubber glove on her hand.
1: And he looks real nervous about that glove. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes, he does.
0: So we cut to Sam and Dean meeting up in pajamas and robes. Dean says, how was your silkwood shower? Sam says, okay. Yeah. Good water pressure. Did the nurse. Dean says she was very thorough. (laughs) Sam says, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. So they're in a community area. Dean looks at all the people acting slightly crazy. Dean says, I can't believe I let you talk me into this. Sam says, hey, it's the least we could do. Martin saved dad's ass more times than we can count. He's a great hunter. Dean says, was until Albuquerque. Sam says, besides, I just figure it's best we keep busy. That's all. Dean says, better than what? Sam shrugs and says, nothing. OK, look, uh, last two weeks, you kind of been worrying me. Dean says, oh, come on, Sam, stop. Look, just because we're in the loony bin doesn't give you the right to head shrink me. Ellen and Joe dying. Yeah, it was a freaking tragedy, okay? But I'm not going to wallow in it. Sam says, Dean, you always do this. You can't just keep this crap in. Dean scoffs and says, watch me. Oh, there he is. And they go over to Martin, who is looking out a window. Martin says, Sam, Dean, wow. Wow, you boys got big. You look good. And, uh, yeah. They do look good. (laughs) (laughs) Even in their looney bin pajamas. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it.
1: The looney bin pajamas. Uh, yeah. Yep. They look good in those white t-shirts. <laughs>
0: oh, my God. What is it about the white t-shirts?
1: I don't I- I know. Swear to God,
0: boys just look good in white
1: t-shirts. I don't know what it is. Like, it's literally the plainest article of clothing that you can put on anybody. Yeah. And it's just great. I
0: know Eric puts on a white t-shirt and he's suddenly just like all like delicious shoulders, you know? (laughs) It's good. (laughs) Okay. So Martin says, you look good. Sam says, thanks. You do too, Martin. Martin says, well, thanks for coming. And they all sit down. Martin says, in the old days, I could have taken care of this thing with both hands tied behind my back. But well, now Sam says, what do you think it is? We're hunting. Martin says, I don't know yet. A ghost demon monster. Animal vegetable mineral? Hospitals had five deaths in the last four months. Doctors keep calling it suicides, but they're wrong. Sam says, so you've seen this thing? Martin shakes his head. Dean asks, has anyone seen this thing? Martin says, well, a couple of patients have had glimpses, but that's not a lot to go on. Dean says, are they reliable? Martin says, oh, sure. Why wouldn't they be? Dean looks over his shoulder at someone dancing alone and says, gee, I don't know. (laughs) Martin says, I know you boys think I'm a big bag of loose screws. Well, you wouldn't be wrong, but I wouldn't have called you unless there was something here. I can feel it in my gut. Sam says, we believe you. Have you checked any of the bodies? Found any sign of attack? Martin says, well, no. I don't go around dead bodies anymore. Dr. Fuller comes around and to Sam and Dean says, Alex, Eddie, well, I'm glad to see you're making friends. Why don't you and Mr. Creaser join us for group? Please, right this way. So they all stand up. And to Dean, the doctor says, Actually, I'm going to put you in the afternoon group. Dean says, What? Why? Dr. Folis, bleh, Dr. Fuller says, Well, to be frank, uh, the relationship you have with your brother seems dangerously codependent. I think a little time apart. <laughs> I mean, I mean I it guess. is. <laughs> yeah. It is. I love it, but it is. Um, the doctor says, I think a little time apart will do you both good. So Sam and Dean look strangely uncomfortable and a little sad (laughs) at being split up. So we cut to Sam and Martin in group therapy. The doctor says, all right, so who would like to start us off? A guy named Ted raises his hand. The doctor says, anyone else? Ted waves his hand in the air and says, ooh, ooh. The doctor says, all right, Ted, calm down. Ted says, I am calm, and I'd very calmly like to talk about the monster that's hunting us. The doctor says, Ted, we're not going to have that discussion again. It's not good for groups. Ted says, I agree. You know what else isn't good for group? A monster eating all our faces off. (laughs) I mean, he's not wrong. (laughs) I like this guy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The doctor says, all right, fine. Thank you. Now, anyone else. Ted says, I saw it when it killed Susan. A woman says, I did too. It had big lobster claws. Ted says, no, it didn't. The woman says, yeah, and it was an alien. Like on X-Files. Ted says, stop it. Stop helping listening, listen to me. We're all dead. The doctor says, that's enough. There is no monster. Now, Ted, do you need me to call the orderlies or can you behave? Ted says, behave. So we cut to Dean playing checkers by himself. He says, king me. A pretty nurse comes up and says, Eddie, I'm Dr. Erica Cartwright. I've been assigned your case. Dean says, you're my shrink. Well, lucky me. Erica says, and you're my paranoid schizophrenic with narcissistic personality disorder and religious psychosis lucky (laughs) me (laughs) can we talk she sits down with him Dean says yes I've actually got some questions for you she says what a coincidence I've got some for you too Dean says like Dean says like Hannibal Lecter well then quid pro quo Clarice then he makes a brain slurping sound (laughs) Erica says okay Hannibal I'll go first how many hours a night do you sleep Dean says three or four every couple nights Okay, he sleeps three or four
1: hours every couple of nights? That's it? I mean, they're constantly driving from place to place, and Dean's the one that does the driving, so I'm assuming that Sam gets all the sleep and Dean gets none of it.
0: God, can you imagine? I mean, I guess I can imagine getting
1: three <laughs> four hours every couple of nights because that's
0: – I'm going – right now I'm going, like, two nights in a row with barely any sleep, and then I sleep really good the third night, and that's, like – where I'm at during this quarantine which fucking sucks yeah Ugh. but yeah I just I never really thought that Dean got so little sleep for some reason you know like how do you even function I how mean do you, how do you function enough to like kill monsters adrenaline oh jeez. who could live like that okay <laughs> Dean yeah <it's> <laughs> Dean says what can you tell me about the recent suicides in here She says, they were tragic. Dean asks, but you haven't noticed anything strange. You know, like, I don't know, black smoke, sulfur? Erica says, no. Why? What's that supposed to mean? Dean says, demon signs. I had demons, monsters, that kind of thing. Erica says, how many drinks do you have a week? Dean says, well, I got to sleep sometime. So what, seven days times? It's somewhere in the mid-50s. Okay. He drinks (laughs) somewhere in the mid-50s? A week? a week? I have, like, two a week on a party week.
1: <laughs> yeah, I might, like, if I'm hanging out with you, I might have, like, a couple of shots or something. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't, I really don't drink unless I'm, like, drinking with somebody, you right. know? Because, like to me, there's not enough things that I really like to, like, want to drink stuff like that, so Mm -hmm. (laughs) I did go, actually, I went and got a bottle of wine, I don't know, probably, like, a couple weeks ago now, and I've had, like, two small glasses out of it, and it's just sitting there. (laughs) Yeah. It's, like, I'm, like, eh, okay, you know,
0: whatever. I used to, like, only drink when I was with somebody else, but that was before I became a parent. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now I'm, like, You know, it's been a long day, two in the afternoon rolls around. (laughs) And I'm with (laughs) somebody, I'm with with my child, so I guess I'm drinking with somebody. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's not drinking, but you know. He's not drinking, (laughs) now. Okay, so uh, Dean says, do you ever feel any cold spots or get a chill walking through the hospital? She says, not that I can remember, if I had. Dean says, it means there's a ghost around. She says, okay, when was the last time you were in a long-term relationship? (laughs) Dean says, says, define long-term. Erica says, more than two months. Dean says, never. Which, okay, that's sad. (laughs) But how could he? I mean, he's always, you know, on the go.
1: See, I thought that him and Cassie, though, were...
0: Well, this is more than two months, so clearly he wasn't in town for
1: that long. They made it sound like they were together for a few months. You know? They did. You're right. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Hey, good job remembering not. her name. That was a long time ago. I mean, she's like one of the only ones that I actually remember her name because she like was a thing, and I think it was so shocking that like Dean had a girlfriend. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It was. <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna remember her. Yeah. Also, that episode's not my favorite episode. Yeah, me neither.
0: I, so. I did like the character of Cassie, though, even though there was that moment of bad acting, which, in hindsight, I don't know if I said this, but it might have just been because she was about to make out with Jensen Ackles, who could act well faced with that. You know what I mean?
1: I'd be freaking out if I was about to make out with Jensen Ackles. Let yeah, me tell you so what. That- I-
0: that's probably all it was. when she was like, "This face is coming at my face, and it's a good-looking face." <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, ah, ah, oh no! You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: She was a good, strong character, though.
1: Yeah.
0: So okay. Uh, Dean says, "Have the patients reported seeing anything weird?" She says, "In here, all the time." So let's talk about your father. So we cut to Dean walking down a hall. Sam comes out of a room. Sam says, "You okay?" Dean says, I got thraped. So, no, I'm not okay. Tell me you found something. Sam says, yeah. A guy says he saw the creature. We should talk to him. Want to meet back here in an hour? Dean says, yeah. The sooner we take care of this thing, the sooner we can get gone. This place gives me the creeps. Dean turns around, and there's a hot chick standing there. She grabs his head and kisses him. For a long time.
1: She's, like, full on, like, trying to eat his tonsils. (laughs) And he is kissing her right back. Mm -hmm.
0: And Sam looks uncomfortable. Like, it goes on for long enough for Sam to do a couple uncomfortable faces. (laughs)
1: Like, dude, really? What?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Then the girl says, hi, I'm Wendy. Dean says, hi. She walks past him and smacks him on the butt. (laughs) (laughs) To Sam, Dean says, maybe this place isn't so bad after all. Sam says, dude, you cannot hit that. Dean says, oh, so torn. (laughs) (laughs) What a creep. <laughs> I know, right? God, dude, come on. Okay. Get it together, man. Yep. We cut to nighttime. Sam comes out of his room with a homemade lockpick. Dean is waiting for him. Dean says, it's about time. Nurses are on their rounds. We got like 15, 20 minutes. Where is this guy? Sam says, room 306. As they approach his room, they can hear Ted screaming. They rush over and Sam struggles to lockpick the door. Um, on the little window in the door, we see Ted's feet slamming against it. To Sam, Dean yells, hurry up, come on, hurry up. Sam yells, hey, back off, Dean. Uh, which was a little shocking, actually. Like, I don't think it was weird that Dean was like, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. But Sam kind of freaked out on him just a little bit. Yeah. Also, it would be annoying if you were trying to lock pick a door and someone is like freaking out on you about it. So I can I see both I need sides. to
1: concentrate here. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I can see both yeah. sides. But it was just a little alarming, Sam being like, back the fuck up, you know? Yeah. So, Okay. So Sam gets the door open, but they're too late. Ted is hanging from a beam on the ceiling, dead. We cut to some time later. Sam and Dean are pulling Ted's body out of a body drawer in the morgue. Sam checks him out and says, hey, I found something. He's found a hole in Ted's neck. He grabs a Q-tip and sticks it into the hole. Okay, this is ruining Q-tips for me forever. <laughs> he sticks this huge Q-tip all the way into the hole. The swab. I get well,
1: But it goes in there way too far. Like, it is not okay how far that thing goes in there.
0: And you know what it reminds me of now is how far the swab has to go into your nose to test you for the coronavirus. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's got to go, like, all the way back by your ear, which just,
1: (sighs) oh, oh my gosh. Okay, so you're going to love this then. (laughs) One of my friends on Facebook, she got tested because she's been feeling kind of sick or whatever. And I mean, I don't know if it's that or not, whatever, but I mean, yeah. nobody that I like have regular contact with, I don't think I've seen this person for like three years, but yeah. <laughs> um, she's in the car, you know, cause you just drive up and then they swab you and then you're on your way or whatever it sounds like, but she took a video of it, of them doing it. And that thing went in there so far, you have to like lean your head back and then they like shove that thing all, I mean, it's like slow, you know, so they're not just like ramming it up there, but they like. Stick it all the way back there until they hit your sinuses and then they pull it out. And like, you know, her eyes are like watering and all that sort of stuff. And she's like, it's not the most comfortable thing. And I'm like, oh, you know,
0: like, God, yeah. it sounds so awful.
1: Like, oh, okay, then
0: <laughs> you think they'd be able to find an easier test, but
1: blow your nose into something. <laughs> like,
0: I know, right?
1: God, you're getting stuff from up there anyways.
0: Yeah. Oh I don't know. Okay, so Sam says, this hole goes all the way through to his brain. Dean says, what does that mean? Sam notices a bone saw and says, let's find out. Dean says, seriously? Sam says, you might want to keep watch. So Dean stands outside the morgue door looking like he's going to puke while we hear the saw going. Then we see Sam. Yeah. (laughs) Then we see Sam take the top of Ted's head off. He pulls out the brain, which is small and shriveled and black. Dean hears someone coming and goes inside the morgue. Dean says, dude. Sam says, look, his brain's been sucked dry. Dean says, that's fascinating. Somebody's coming. Sam hurriedly puts the brain back and the top of the head back on. Then they get the body back into the drawer, and Sam tosses a a bloody glove into the trash, just as Nurse Foreman walks in. The boys are standing there looking guilty. She says, what are you boys doing in here? Dean drops his pants, puts his hands in the air, starts shaking his body back and forth, and yells, (laughs)
1: pudding! He's, He's... He's waggling. his drunk around side side. He is waggling his junk for the nurse. <laughs> <laughs> and they sarcastic. make like a sound effect for it too. He did make a sound effect. You could hear
0: it waggling <laughs>
1: <laughs> flopping around.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I could' have uh, believed they did the sound. I wonder if they I wonder what they used to actually record that sound. You know what I mean?
1: I don't know. I don't like it. (laughs) I don't want to think about what they did to make that sound.
0: (laughs) I just imagine them testing a bunch of different things. Does this sound like it? No, not enough. Does this sound like (laughs)
1: it? Somebody's in the room with their pants down, shaking things around, going, What sounds like that? Oh, uh, okay. I just gotta say, this is, like, one of my favorite moments in, like, the whole series. Oh, yes. It's amazing. The pudding moment. Yep. Yep. I love the pudding moment.
0: Also, <laughs> you notice when he pulls his pants down, he just pulls down pants. There's no kind of underwear there. And They
1: probably... I mean, would they give them under Or... Or he just, like, pulls it all down at once.
0: No, because it shows his pants down at his ankles,
1: and there's no underwear. Oh. Well, maybe he just likes to go commando. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe they all just go commando there. Possible.
0: Yeah. Anyway, just...
1: Let everything air
0: out. (laughs) Something I noticed. (laughs) Yep. So, Nurse Foreman says, all right, come on, you two. Dean whispers to Sam, crazy works. As Dean passes Nurse Foreman, she giggles. (laughs) Which I would too. I would too. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yes. Okay. So we cut to a hallway. Sam and Dean and Martin are talking. Dean is looking at some paintings of clowns on the wall. He says, are those original Gacy's? Martin says, I painted those. Sam says, back on point, please. Dean says, they're good. Sam says, so whatever this thing is, uh, it slurps your brain, sucks you dry. Dean says, yeah. And then it makes the deaths look like suicides. Any ideas? Martin says, "Yeah, a bad one." Martin shows them a hand-drawn picture of a creepy-looking creature. It looks like um, it looks kind of like the crypt creep, the crypt creeper. I can't say it, crypt keeper. There we go. There you
1: go. <laughs> the crypt creeper. <laughs>
0: I mean, it's all accurate. Okay. <laughs> Dean says, "What is it?" Martin says, "Well, I bet you a chicken dinner. It's what we're up against. A race. They crack open skulls and feed on brain juice." Sam asks, you ever tangled with one before? Martin says, never. Never wanted to either. Dean asks, so how do we kill it? Martin says, silver. You do so much as touch a wraith with the stuff and the skin will crackle. Now that's the good news. The bad news is they can pass as humans. It could be any Peter, Paul, or Mary in the joint. Dean says, fantastic. So how do we find it? Martin says, a mirror. Lore says a wraith will show its true form in a mirror. Dean says, okay, well, we just got to spot check every patient and every staff member. Sam says, okay, yeah, but I mean, what's it doing in a mental hospital? Dean says, a nut house. It's a perfect captive victim pool. Martin says, sure. Who's going to believe a patient when they say they saw a monster? It's the perfect country ground. So we cut to Dean standing at the corner of the nurse's station where two hallways meet. There's one of those rounded mirrors so you can see both directions. What are those kind of mirrors called? I have no idea.
1: Um, I don't know what they're called. We have them at the gym. It's for like, it's basically so you could see people coming around the corner. So like, if you've got like a, you know, a big cart or something like that, like you can look ahead of you and look around the corner. So that way you don't like run into anybody as you're going around, but I don't know what the name of it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Dean is watching everyone through
0: it. Dr. Erica joins him. He says, what's up doc. She says, you tell me. Dean says hunting. A wraith, actually. Could be anybody. She says, So I could be a monster? Dean looks at her through the mirror and says, Nope, you're clean. She says, Why you? Dean says, Why me what? Erica says, Why do you have to hunt monsters? Why not let someone else do it? Dean says, I can't find anyone else that dumb. It's my job. (laughs) He says, It's my job. Somebody's got to save people's asses. Yours included. She says, So is there a quota? How many people do you have to save? Dean says, all of them. She says, all of them? You think you have to save everyone? Dean says, yep, whole wide world of sports. Erica says, how? Believe me, whatever you've got, I've heard weirder. Dean says, it's the end of the world, okay? I mean, it's the damn biblical apocalypse, and if I don't stop it and save everyone, then no one will, and we all die. She says, that's horrible. Dean says, yeah, tell me about it. She says, I mean, apocalypse or no apocalypse, monsters or no monsters, that's a crushing weight to have on your shoulders, to feel like six billion lives depend on you. God, how do you get up in the morning? Dean says, that's a good question. Dr. Fuller walks by and to Dean says, hello, Eddie. Dean says, Doc? Then in the mirror, he sees the doc looks like the Crypt Keeper. So we cut to nighttime. Sam and Dean and Martin meet in a deserted hallway. Sam says, all right. I had to raid three nurses stations to get these. They're only silver plated, but they should work. And he hands them some letter openers. They are letter openers, right? At first I was like, Oh, they're butter knives, but I think they're letter openers. Cause they look a little bit more like, like uh, swords, like little stabby swords than butter knives. Did you I notice don't know? Them?
1: I didn't. I didn't really pay too close of attention to it.
0: I, I just feel like nurses in a mental hospital wouldn't have, letter openers that look like little knight or that little, little swords.
1: You know what I mean? I mean, the only other thing that I, I kind of, my mind immediately went to scalpel. I do not looked
0: like a scalpel. But it
1: didn't look like a scalpel. I think that's just my brain was like, oh, in a hospital, what are you going to have? Yeah. Not a letter
0: opener. <laughs> yeah,
1: you wouldn't have letter but, openers, but that's what they look the most like. So that's what I went with. I, I mean, know. I guess they did have their, um, like, they do have offices in there where there's, like, the, um, you know, desks and all that. And I'm sure they get mail. So it probably is a letter opener.
0: Yeah. Okay. So Wendy, the kissing girl, approaches them. Dean says, oh, no, no, not today, sweetheart. Come on, keep walking. Then she shoves Sam up against the wall and tries to make out with him, but Sam doesn't kiss her back. (laughs) He's freaked out. Yeah, that's pretty funny. She says to Dean, I want him now. He's larger.
1: And then she walks away. (laughs) I mean. I know. She's not wrong. I know, it's
0: true. (laughs) Uh Dean says, hmm, you've had worse. Sam says, Fuller is on call tonight, so we'll have to hit him after it lights out, all three of us. Martin says, what? No. Dean says, Martin, we got to get past the security, past the orderlies, and then cut the boss man's throat, okay? It's going to suck start to finish, but we could use the backup. Martin says, no, I can't. I can't. Sam says, we know what happened in Albuquerque. Martin says, you don't know the half of it. God, I used to be just like you two. I used to think I was invincible. And then, well... I found out I'm not. Dean says, Martin, you're still a hunter. Martin says, no, I'm not. I'm useless. Why do you think I checked myself into Hotel California? I'd give anything to help you boys. I would, but I can't. I'm sorry. I can't. And he walks away. Sam and Dean bust into Dr. Fuller's office, but no one is there. Dean picks up a set of keys off the desk and says, he's still in the building. You take the West Wing. I'll take the East. So Sam creeps down an empty hallway. We see Dr. Fuller coming towards him, so he hides, and then attacks him with a letter opener, cutting the doctor's arm. Some orderlies try to restrain him, but Sam fights him off. The doctor tries to run away, but Sam tackles him. Sam raises the knife to kill the doctor, but Martin grabs Sam's arm and says, no, look at his arm. The cut's not burning. It's not him. So Sam drops the knife. We cut to Dean uh, walking into Sam's room. Sam is sitting on the bed looking high. (laughs) Dean says, you okay? Sam says, no, no, I am not okay. I am awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Dean says, they give you something? Sam says, oh, yeah, they gave me everything. (laughs) Expectacular. And he laughs.
1: (laughs) I'm going to use that just like we
0: know like spectacular dean says you always were a happy drug sam grabs dean and pulls him close sam says dean the doctor wasn't a race dean says i know i don't understand it i mean i saw it in the mirror it wasn't human sam says or you're seeing things maybe maybe you're going crazy dean says i am not crazy Sam says, well, come on. I mean, you've been at least half crazy for a long time since you got back from hell or since before that even. And we're in a mental hospital. Maybe you finally cracked. You know, maybe now you are really for real crazy. (laughs) Dean says, I made a mistake. That's all. I'll find the thing. Sam says, "Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's okay. Hey, look at me. It's okay. because you're my brother and I still love you. Then Sam bops Dean's nose and says,
1: Boop, (laughs) (laughs) which I laugh so hard. You see this big guy just like loopy in a chair and just like boop. Oh no!
0: (laughs) I love it. I love Hi Sam. He is hilarious. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so we cut to Dean walking down the hall. Doctor Erica joins him and says, "You missed our session today." Dean says, "I'm a little busy." The doctor says, still hunting that race? Dean says, people are dying. She says, people die all the time. Dean says, look, lady, why don't you just let me do my job? Maybe save your life. She says, it's not my life that I'm worried about. (coughs) Excuse me. Dean says, oh, my God, I am fine, okay? I am fine. An orderly in the hall looks at him alarmed. She says, come on, even you don't believe that. All this pressure that you've been putting yourself under, all this guilt, it's killing you you can't save everybody. You can't. Hell, these days, you can't save anybody, Dean. He says, what did you say? She says, the truth, Dean, you got Ellen and Joe killed. You shot Lucifer, but you couldn't gank him. You couldn't stop Sam from killing Lilith. Oh, yeah, and you broke the first seal. All you do is fail. Did you really think that you, Dean Winchester, with a GED and a give him hell attitude were going to beat the devil? Please, the world is going to burn, and there's nothing you can do about it. Dean says, Who are you? How do you know that stuff? The orderly says, Hey, settle down. Dean yells, Tell me. The orderly says, I said settle down. To the orderly, Dean says, Who is she? The orderly says, Who? Dean says, What are you blind? Her. The orderly says, Pal, there is nobody there. Dr. Erica says, I'm not real, Dean. I'm in your head, because you are going crazy. And then she disappears. To the orderly, Dean says, just leave me alone. Dean walks past nurse foreman and a doctor talking. They look at him pittingly. Dean sees them through the hall mirror, and they both look like race. Dean passes some other patients, and through the mirror, they look like race too. He starts to hear voices. Then he tries to get through a door, but it's locked, so he huddles down in a corner. Oh, it's hard to see Dean Winchester huddle down in a corner like that.
1: I know. It's like somebody kicked the puppy, you know, he's yeah. like hiding, you know, like what do I do? It's sad.
0: Mm-hmm. So we cut to nighttime. Dr. Fuller walks into Sam's room and says, you asked to see me? Sam says, yeah, thanks. I just wanted to apologize. I feel horrible about what I did to you. I thought you were a monster. Dr. Fuller says, I know that. The question is why? Sam says, It doesn't matter, because after what happened last night, I had a moment of clarity. I realized that there's no such thing as monsters. The doctor says, well, I'm glad to hear you say that. But honestly, monsters are the least of your problems. People can learn to live with delusions. But the anger I saw in you, you hurt those two men, and you were going to kill me. The look in your eyes when you came after me, it was like you were barely even human, like a man possessed. Sam says, I know, please, could you give me a second chance? The doctor says, well, this isn't a prison. You'll be allowed to go to the day room under supervision. Sam says, thank you. The doctor says, but if there is one more outburst, I will transfer you to a facility that is equipped to handle violent patients. And believe me, they will be far, far less forgiving. So we cut to Sam joining Dean, who is sitting in the day room. Sam says, whoa, what's wrong? Dean says, it's not the demon blood, Sam. It never was. Sam says, what? Dean says, the problem was you. It was always you. The lies, your arrogance, that black spot on your soul. A woman patient says, Now we're all going to die because of you. It's all your fault. Then all of the patients in the room are surrounding Sam. One says, You killed all of us. They start pushing him. One says, Pathetic freak. Another says, You evil son of a bitch. One says, Loser. One says, We're all going to die. One says, Freak. Sam starts punching them, and then we see that no one is surrounding Sam, but he is throwing punches. Dean watches from a chair in the corner. Two orderlies restrain Sam, and he yells, Leave me alone! Stop it! Leave me alone! I didn't do it! Dean says, What's happening? What's happening? So we cut to Martin sleeping in his bed, moaning. (laughs) Then Dean busts in, and Martin almost stabs him with the letter opener. Dean says, Martin, Martin, it's me, it's Dean. Martin says, Sorry, you look like hell, boy. Dean says, I feel like it too. Martin asks, where's Sam? Dean says, on lockdown. He went crazy, thank God. I'm going crazy too. I'm seeing things. I'm hearing things. We both are. Crazy's the clue. Martin says, what do you mean? Dean stares off into space. Martin snaps his fingers and says, Dean. Dean says, crazy's the clue. Martin says, you said that. Dean says, I mean, the things that me and Sam have done, the stuff we've seen, we're going to end up going guano eventually. Probably end up like a couple of drooling nutbags.
1: Did you no get the offense. guano thing?
0: Yeah. yeah. Bad yes, poop. Bad
1: poop, yep. <laughs> They're going to go batshit. <laughs> they are going to go batshit. Yep. <laughs> that made me chuckle.
0: <laughs> um, we're probably going to end up like a couple of drooling nutbags. No offense. Martin says, none taken. Dean says, but me and him freaking out on the same day? I mean, it's got to be the... Martin says, the monster. Dean says, what? Where? Martin says, no, no, there's nothing there. Dean says, look, what if this thing doesn't just feed on the insane? What if it makes people insane? Is that possible? Does that seem real? Martin says, well, I'm not the most reliable source on what's real, but it sounds and makes sense. Dean says, okay, so we got infected. You know, something shot us up with crazy. You know, something, maybe, maybe it was the ghost of my dad. Martin says, no, focus on the wraith, Dean, focus. Dean says, right, the wraith, the wraith. Okay, so the wraith, it poisoned us, maybe with venom, you know, by touch, or venom, or saliva. Wendy. Martin says, Wendy? Dean says, Wendy slobbered all over me and Sam. That's how we got infected. So we cut to Martin and Dean walking down the hallway. Dean is walking erratically. He says, I can't step on the cracks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then they hear Wendy scream. They bust into her room, but she's on the bed with her wrist cut. Nurse Foreman is leaning over her. Dean looks at her through a mirror, and we see that Nurse Foreman is the wraith. She smiles. Dean says, is this real? The nurse the nurse pulls out a spike out of Wendy's neck. The spike is sticking out of her wrist. She licks it, and then it retracts into her wrist. Cool. She said, but, oh, yeah, it's so gross. She says, oh, it is sugar. It's very real. So we cut to the nurse beating up both Martin and Dean. Martin manages to cut her hand with the letter opener and the cut sizzles. She runs away. Martin goes over to Wendy, who blinks. Martin says, she's still alive. Nurse Foreman tells two orderlies in the hallway, there's two patients in Wendy's room. They attacked me. The orderlies rush into Wendy's room. The nurse's blood drips on the floor. Back in Wendy's room, Dean is having trouble focusing. Martin says, you got to get out there and kill that thing. I'll take care of her. Dean says, I can't. Martin says, you have to. You have no choice, son. The orderlies go in and grab Martin while Dean escapes. He's still having trouble focusing, but he follows the blood on the floor. We cut to Sam, strapped down on a table in a padded room. Nurse Foreman walks in. Sam says, hey, let me go. She says, no, you are far too angry to be out there in the real world. There's a mirror in the corner, and they both look into it. Sam says, you... She says, of course it's me. I gotta say, you hunters don't exactly live up to your rep. I mean, Martin's a wreck, he's harmless. And you and your brother come in here talking tough about killing monsters, kinda made you easy to spot. Then all it took was a touch and you were mine. Oh, I love it in here. This place is my own five-star restaurant. She swipes Sam's forehead with her finger and then licks her finger. She says, mmm, crazy brains. They get soaked in dopamine and adrenaline and all sorts of hormones and chemicals that make them delicious. And the crazier they are, the better they taste. Sam says, you did this to me. She says, well, I helped. But that rage? No, that's all you. I don't make crazy. I just crank up what's already there. You build your own hell. But I give you the Legos. And when you're ripe, I make all of your problems disappear. She sits down on Sam's bed and extends her wrist spike. Then Dean busts through the door and says, you get away from him. She says, do you really think this is going to end well for you, kiddo? Dean says, no, but I'm crazy, so what the hell? He pulls out out the letter opener, and she retracts her wrist spike, and they start to fight. She holds Dean up uh, to the wall by his neck and slides out her wrist spike again. She's about to stab him in the forehead, but Dean grabs it and breaks it off. Oh, it was so gross. It like started gushing blood. I mean, you can't feel bad about it, but it is gross. Yeah. She screams and lets him go. Dean holds the spike and gags and then drops it and stabs her with the letter opener and she dies. Then his vision clears. Sam asks, you still crazy? Dean says, not any more than usual. We got to get out of here. And then he frees Sam. Then an alarm starts to ring. We cut to Sam and Dean escaping the hospital. As they get to baby, Dean says, well, it looks like Tom Cruise is right. Shrinks suck. Sam pauses. Dean says, what are you doing, Sam? You okay?" Sam says, no, the race. Dean says, what about her? Sam says, she was right. Dean says, no, she wasn't. She's dead, Okay, let's hit the road. I need a drink. We're 12. Sam says, most of the time I can hide it, but I am angry. I'm mad at everything. I used to be mad at you and dad. Then Lilith, now Lucifer. I make excuses. I blame Ruby or the demon blood, but it's not their fault. It's not them. It's me. It's inside me. Oh, bless Steve's you. Me, sorry. <laughs> I scared <That's> Steve. Okay. <laughs> oh, you dead.
1: He jumped so high. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Poor guy. That's adorable. <laughs> um, Sam says, I'm mad all the time, and I don't know why. Dean says, okay, stop it. Stop it. So what if you are? What are you going to do? Take a leave of absence? you going to say yes to Lucifer? What? Sam says, no, of course not. Dean says, exactly. And that's exactly what you're going to do. You're going to take all that crap and you're going to bury it. You're going to forget about it because that's how we keep going. That's how we don't end up like Martin. Are you with me? Come on, man. Are you with me? Sam says, I'm with you. Dean says, good. Let's get the hell out of here. They get in baby and drive away and credits.
1: Okay, so I have some thoughts about this episode. Not a ton of them, but you know, a couple. Okay. Um, first, I don't like how the doctor at the beginning talks to Susan. You know, like, yes, she's clearly freaking out and like she's got these issues or whatever, but like he's kind of talking to her like she's stupid. And yeah, I, he does. It's like, right. okay. Yes, are you stating facts? Yeah, but you don't have to have such an attitude about it. You know, like, (laughs) I don't know. I just, something in the way that he was talking to her just, like, really irritated me. Yeah. And I don't really, like, I don't know why. Like, I can't really, like, pin it down, but I just. Yeah, and he didn't really talk to Sam and Dean like that. So, it was interesting. Yeah, he was just like, you're crazy and this is why. And it's like, Mm -hmm. uh-uh, you know? (laughs) Yeah, yep. Stop it. (laughs) Um, also, okay, how terrifying would it be to be stuck in a room with, like, you know, you're in a room that you can't get out of, and then there's something else that's trying to get into the room with you that you can't escape from, and that is clearly trying to kill you, but, like, you're literally like a fish in a barrel, like, you cannot get away, there's absolutely nothing you could do. Yeah. Like, at what point?
0: Okay, so, I, so, okay, so, Susan was seeing the vent in her ceiling come apart you know mm-hmm. the screws were coming out was that really nurse foreman coming in through the ceiling like that
1: it would have had to be because
0: she said she could hear it in the walls so
1: it would have to be yeah because that's
0: kind of weird that she would travel that way when she could just walk in the room anyways well but, but then
1: they could see her going into the room though
0: they would see her going in and when they went in there they would see her coming out Mm -hmm. so she must have been doing that yeah because I was unclear if that was like in her mind or not if that was all in Susan's mind like just being schizophrenic no it would have
1: to be um her going through the you know air ducts or something you know uh because yeah because the people would see her if they didn't see her going in, they would for sure see her coming out because you'd hear all the screaming and all that sort of stuff. And they'd see her leaving the room and she'd be the last one there. So she'd get yeah. caught fairly yeah, easily. Yeah. Like
0: when, when Ted was getting hung, they went in there right away and there mm-hmm. was no one in there. Yeah. So it must've been. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was unclear. I was like, are we supposed to think that she is hallucinating this or is this really happening?
1: No, I, I took it as it's really happening. Okay. Um, But, yeah, also, like, for the boys, it must be so freeing to just be able to, like, openly talk about their life, you know, because they can't do that. Like, who can they do that with? Not very many people. And so it must be freeing to just walk up to some stranger and be like, look at my life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I hunt monsters. I drink 50 drinks a week. (laughs) And I get three or four hours of sleep, and that's it, you know. Every couple of nights. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. But it's gotta be so freeing to be able to just like talk about that to anybody and not yeah. have it matter, you know? Yeah, for sure. Cause they've never been able to do that their entire life. Yeah. Like it's yeah, not like it, it just started, you know, like, Oh, well, once you start this, then you can't like, no, like their entire life, they've had a, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> they've had to be silent. So I love how in the, when they're talking to the doctor
0: in the beginning before they like are, you know, committed, um, how, um, Nope. Lost my train of thought. Damn. I think, I think how, um, Sam was talking about like, oh yeah, like I freed Lucifer from his cage and blah, 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 blah. And, um, and none of that is the problem. The problem is that he's a little depressed about it. They're, they're there <laughs> because Sam is feeling a little depressed.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I love like- that all these things that the, you know, the world is ending, but that doesn't matter. I'm just feeling sad about it. I feel bad. that I'm feeling a
0: little, I'm feeling a little depressed. And Dina's like, can you fix him, doc? Can you make him not feel depressed? (laughs)
1: Like, it's not technically his fault, you know? (laughs) Yeah.
0: He doesn't need to be feeling depressed about it, but he is.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Gotta help him. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. I like, I like everything that, that happens with that. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, the other thing that I just, you know, I thought was kind of funny is when um, Wendy, like, she comes up to Dean and just, like, starts making out with him, right? And Dean, like, goes with it. He's, like, heck yes, you know? Yeah. Like, this, yep. Where What? Where have I been? Like, why do I not live here more often, you know? Exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the heck? And then when it happens to Sam, he is, like, so disturbed by it <laughs> you know, he's just like I'm not okay and, which is kind of funny because it's like Dean's the ladies man right like anything goes with him and Sam gets so little attention from the girls that when he does get it he just like can't comprehend what's happening <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: it was weird seeing Wendy like make out with his face and Sam like have his mouth closed and not moving just like, you know ah! I mean? He's just like, yeah. like I'm not gonna kiss you back and that was a weird it was a weird thing and Wendy just kept going she just kept trying to make out with him
1: yeah she's just like I don't care (laughs) yeah I'll figure it out (laughs) yeah (laughs) we'll make this work (laughs) Yep. somehow but yeah Ugh. so uh, what was your favorite moment from this episode My favorite
0: moment was when Dean was um, looking through the mirror at the nurse's station, waiting to see the Wraith, and Dr. Erica, all in his mind, but still Dr. Erica came up to him and was, like, talking to him, and she was like, how many people, you know, are you trying to save? And Dean was like, all of them. Like, I need to save all of them. I don't know why that just, like, because it looked like Dean, like, actually thought about it. Like, whoa, how many people do I need to save? And oh, shit, like, I actually... Like, in my head, to be okay, I need to save everybody. Yeah. You know, and it was kind of like a realization for himself, too. I just, I really liked that moment. I thought it was moving.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. What was your favorite moment? Um, I liked pudding. <laughs> oh my god, I love pudding. I like, love pudding. That's one of my favorites. But um, I think other than like that's one of my favorites for like the whole entire show. But like my yeah. favorite from this episode was when Sam was just like high as anything, and he's oh my like, god. He was so I'm cute. awesome. They yeah. gave me everything. You know, like, he was so I cute spectacular you know and then also when he boops you know he's like you're my brother and I still love you and then he just like boop on his nose like to see that large of a guy just like to you know just like purely out of the size of the two of them you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) just Jared Padalecki going up to Jensen Ackles and booping him on the nose is just great yeah (laughs)
0: Oh, one scene, too. This wasn't a favorite moment of mine, but it was just – it stuck in my head a little bit. When when Sam was going after Dr. Fuller because he thought that he was the Wraith, and those two orderlies tried to restrain Sam, and Sam beat the crap out of those guys, it really showed off Jared Padalecki's size, I thought, Mm -hmm. when he was fighting those orderlies. He looked huge. He looked huge and so strong. I was – I mean, it was just kind of a striking moment, like how – big and brawny he looked
1: yeah
0: so anyway he was yeah. in his prime
1: <laughs> I mean he's still in his prime let's be real I don't think oh, yeah. he'll ever not be in his prime
0: but <laughs> yeah you know yeah the voice got muscles I like it
1: mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so um our speaking of the things that we like are interesting facts <laughs> yes That was a bad, bad transition, but we're going to roll with it because whatever, it's fine. Um, So it says in the first draft of the script, uh, the infamous pudding line and pants dropping act was done by Sam. Um, However, when they went to shoot Jared Padalecki and Jensen Ackles, Sam and Dean respectively, changed it to Dean on the spot without telling anyone because they felt it fit his character better. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if that was Sam? I can't imagine Sam dropping his pants and yelling pudding. Like, I feel like Sam's the one that's, like, too cool for school. for Like, he's too, like, normal to do that. <laughs> yeah, I think you're
0: right. But also, like, my brain wants to see it happen, too. You know no, what I mean? I mean, totally. Yeah.
1: That'd be fine with me. <laughs> it wouldn't bother me. Yeah. You're,
0: you're kind of fading in and out your voice. I'm not sure how it's recording, but you're, I don't know. You're getting louder and quieter and louder and quieter.
1: I don't know what's happening. Let me just like move my mic closer to myself here. Okay. That's a little better. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. (laughs) We'll see how it turns out. Not that we could really fix it, but yeah, it's just been the last minute or so. Okay. Well, okay. I'll get closer to the mic then um okay so when it says when Sam asks Dean how he's doing Dean replies I just got thraped uh thraped is a slang term for when someone has therapy forced on them against their will yes which okay but is it really like doing anything at that point like yeah you're going to therapy but like unless you're willing to participate in it it's not doing you any good right yeah I agree so got to be, got to be a willing participant for that shit to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, which I mean, which I guess I, I get the thraped thing, but still, it was just kind of a weird, anyways, um, it says, this is the second time Sam and Dean have used the last name Babar, uh, which is a direct reference to the Chevy Chase movie Fletch. Um, they even used a quote from Fletch when doctor asks if there's a children's book about an elephant named Babar and they reply that they don't have any elephant books. Mm -hmm. Um, it says another, another reference to Casey's, uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Uh, there's a patient dancing in the exact same manner as one of the patients in cuckoo's nest. Oh gosh. I saw that a long ass time ago, but I just don't remember it. I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah. At least that I,
0: I don't even know if I've seen the movie. I might've just seen the play. I think my high school put on that play and that's what I'm thinking of.
1: That's kind of a common one to do. Yeah. Yeah. I I think. think I think that's definitely happened at my high school, but I never saw it. Yeah. Okay. um, It says, the aliases Sam and Dean use are Eddie and Alex. Um, Eddie and Alex are the two brothers in the band Van Halen, um, Eddie Van Halen and Alex Van Halen, uh, for whom the band is named. Um, Yet another supernatural tribute tribute to classic rock bands. Yeah. Yeah um it says the name of this episode is Sam Interrupted uh Misha Collins uh Blaise Castiel had a small role in Girl Interrupted in 1999
0: yeah I don't remember him in that movie but it's not like I was aware of who he was at the time so
1: yeah I didn't know I I wonder I wonder how young he looks in that movie I should google it and see well 99 so that was 20 years ago (laughs) oh my
0: god shut your mouth Uh, no it
1: wasn't yeah Uh holy crap more than 20 years ago what the hell yeah i still feel
0: like i still feel like the 90s was like 10 years ago
1: i know really i always think the 90s was like yesterday yeah (laughs) yeah just nothing's right anymore that's crazy okay (laughs) Um. It says, as the episode ends, Dean said, let's get the hell out of here. Um, And the boys get into the car and drive off. Uh, The car heads out down the road into the dark night and a strain of music plays, very reminiscent of the Terminator 2 theme, um, which also plays in that movie as a car heads down a road in the dark. Um, Terminator 2 also centers around a character who's placed in a mental institution because no one believes that they are telling or what they are fighting is real.
0: Cool.
1: Um, It says when Dean says quid pro quo, quid pro quo Clarice. That's a hard one. Say that one five times faster. That one is hard. Yeah. (laughs) How many takes do you think it took for him to just like say that? (laughs)
0: 25.
1: At least. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Anyways, when he says that to a psychiatrist, uh, Dr. Cartwright, he's quoting a line said by Dr. Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs. Um, Lecter said this to FBI cadet Clarice Starling um, when she wanted to interview him. The slurping sound Dean makes was also done by Lecter in what is probably his most famous line. A census uh, taker once tried to test me. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Chianti? Chianti. Chianti. Chianti? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, I've never heard of, what is that? It's a kind of wine. Oh, hmm. Yep. Okay, I don't drink wine, so. Yeah, that's okay. (laughs) I mean, rarely. Every once in a while I will, but. Yeah, fava beans.
0: Anytime anyone says fava beans, which doesn't happen often, surprisingly, but that's that's what I think of is Dr. Lecter, eating brains. Yeah. Eating brains. Well, I've had to have a lot of conversations with Killian lately about why it's not okay to eat human
1: brains. <laughs> I've been on the phone a couple of times. All that's happened. I know.
0: He's like, I'm going to do it. I'm like, not that uh, he has the opportunity to actually eat human brains, but I'm like, dude, you will get sick and die. Like, don't even joke about it. Like,
1: that's gross. <laughs> yeah, it's, no, no, it's no, gross. No, yeah. It's gross. gross. <laughs> not a thing. Nope. <laughs> Um, it says the title of this episode, Sam Interrupted, follows the movie Girl Interrupted from 1999, um, which is about a girl in a mental hospital, which kind of goes along. And, and Misha played in that. They could have just made that one interesting fact, but it's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is the second appearance of Laura, or Laura Gilchrist, nurse foreman. Um, Gil, Gilchrist is also, ugh, Gilchrist also appeared in season one's Scarecrow as Holly Parker. Which Holly, Holly Parker, is that the girl? Oh yeah. She's one of the so in,
0: in Scarecrow, she's one of the tourists no I don't know if tourists is the right word, but one of the people who get killed by the scarecrow.
1: Oh, okay. At the, I feel like yeah, I at remember. like the very beginning,
0: like before the opening credits, I think she's like the girl who dies, I
1: think. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember. <laughs> um it says, Sam's alias at the hospital is Alex. Um, Alex is the name of the protagonist in the futuristic book, uh, A Clockwork Orange, in which Alex is sent to an asylum due to his violence and anger issues. Mm-hmm. Um, Laura Gilchrist is Nurse Foreman. Dean refers to her as Nurse Ratched, um, a character in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, um, directed by M- Milos, Milos Foreman. I, I don't know. Um, another obvious nod to the movie so nurse foreman foreman yeah Yeah. whatever um it says one of dean's real quote-unquote real crazy symptoms when he and martin are fleeing the halls is walking slow and stepping sideways to avoid the cracks in the tile um exactly like jack nicholson's obsessive compulsive character in as good as it gets from 1997 Mm -hmm. Uh, this is the second nicholson movie reference in this episode have you ever seen that movie um, I think I saw it once and I remember Was nothing Helen Hunt? about it. Yeah, I don't really remember it. I, so I've seen that movie a couple of times and so my mom gets a lot that she looks like Helen Hunt and I've gotten a couple of times that I look like Helen Hunt. I don't think I look like Helen Hunt, but I've gotten it a couple of times.
0: Yeah, I don't think so.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, granted, you know, now she's got long blonde hair, you know, that's straight or back in the day, she had like curly Brown hair, which is what my mom looks like. But every time people like, not every time, but a lot of times people meet my mom and they're like, you look like Helen Hunt. Has anybody ever told you that? She's like, yes, (laughs) Uh but she looks so in that movie, it's so creepy watching that movie because like even some of the ways that they like move and like their facial features and all that sort of stuff are so similar that it's like watching my mom in a movie that my mom was never in. And it's the creepiest thing. Oh, that is weird. Like, it's just so strange. It's, and it's not perfect. Like she doesn't look exactly like her, but enough to where like, if you're not really, really focusing on her face, it's like, this is weird. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Oh, this is weird. Um, But yeah, it's kind of fun. Um, it says in this episode, Dean tells a psychiatrist that Sam, um, suffers from depression actor, Jared Padalecki does suffer from clinical depression, which he's, I mean, he's talked a lot about that and that's the, his whole always keep fighting campaign. Right. Yeah. He's Uh, been very
0: vocal about that. I think that's so important for people to be, well, not people, but like actors to be, or just celebrities in general to be transparent about that. You know, I think it really helps a lot of people, especially in this fandom, you know mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of members of the fandom do suffer from mental illness myself included you know mm-hmm. so like it's um it's important i think to see that that Jared does too i don't know it just yeah yeah,
1: yeah for sure i mean it's always kind of it's it's nice because it's like okay like if they suffer from this and they're able to be successful as they are. Like what's stopping me from doing the same thing. Yeah. Know? It just gives you, it gives you that hope. Yeah. Cause you always kind of look at like actors and that sort of stuff as people that don't have any problems. They have like perfect lives and they don't, you know, <laughs> like right. they're human like everybody else is. So, um, it's just kind of like a good reminder that like, you know, yeah, they may be really good at what they do, but they're still human and they still have flaws and you know, everybody needs help sometimes and it's not totally wrong to, you know, want to get help for that. Exactly. Um, but anyways, um, so our research from this week is about race. Go figure. (laughs) Yes. This is off of mythology.net. Um, It says, in the shadows of the night, a creature emerges. The temperature drops, the atmosphere darkens, and an eerie chill descends over the land. Suddenly, you're overwhelmed with despair and hatred. Be on your guard. A wraith is nearby. So it says, what is a wraith? It says, little is known about wraiths other than their power and despair. These creatures are a type of Scottish ghost that had a history in black magic and sorcery during its lifetime. So, like, some sort of witch guys and then they end up being a wraith. Oh okay. Um at least in Scotland. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah yeah. Um oh man that's kind of funny. So I can't nope, I'm not gonna go there. Too many spoilers. <laughs> Never mind. Yeah yeah uh, yeah I know exactly where you're going. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like hmm I wonder, no, I don't know. A Scottish witch hmm <laughs> I wonder <laughs> Anywho, (laughs) we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that way later. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, It says, Wraiths are said to be creatures that are created when something goes wrong in spellcasting. This is most often the result of a witch or wizard who tried unsuccessfully to extend the years of their lifespan or tried to manipulate time in some other form. The result is tragic. In some capacity, they get their wish. They are now immortal beings with incredible power. The price they pay, however, is extremely high. Their souls are taken away and they're condemned to never reach the spirit realm. This is a terrible fate considering that the spirit realm is often thought to be something similar to heaven in most cultures and is the very least and is at the very least considered to be an afterlife. Wraiths are denied this privilege and are forced to wander between dimensions for eternity. It says, Wraiths are soulless creatures and only feel devastating emotions like hatred and despair. They are a type of ghost but can also be considered a type of to be a type of demon. Uh, Though there are instances that wraiths can be considered good, um, most most wraiths are inherently evil. Um, There are thought to be several kinds of wraiths. Uh, Most wraiths are evil creatures that seek to steal the souls of others. With a single touch, the wraith is able to drain the life out of a person and steal their soul. Whenever they steal the soul of a person, the victim is cursed to wander with them for an eternity, unless, of course, the wraith is killed. Uh. So it says, can a wraith be overpowered or killed? It says, wraiths are very powerful creatures and are, therefore, an extremely difficult foe to overcome. Um, They can only be defeated by a holy presence or weapon. Being pure evil, they are not able to withstand holiness of any kind and will either be forced to retreat or destroyed by the opposing force.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, It says, it is important, however, that a wraith be killed if attacked. Wait. Wait yes okay it says if a wraith is able to escape it may become furious that it was attacked and will release its rage on the world uh a wraith's anger is so powerful that it emits or that it this sentence hold on a wraith's anger is so powerful that it's it is there we go emitted in waves of energy from the creature and can steal the will to live from entire villages (laughs) that's great (laughs) it says When the villages are no longer able to withstand the depression uh, brought onto their lives by the wraith, the creature will just take their souls and continue on its aimless journey. Uh, It says types of wraiths. Uh, Lore tells us that there are several types of wraiths. The most common kind of wraith has been described above and has an extreme rage that motivates its actions. Um, Some variations of this first type of wraith are incredibly intelligent and capable of holding grudges into their undead state. Um, they will target an individual that they perceived has, or they perceive has wronged them until they have captured their soul and can force them to wander outside the spirit world for eternity. They're vengeful little suckers. Yeah, they are. Jeez. <laughs> Somebody's holding the grudge. <laughs> <laughs> it says a second kind of wraith is described as being a parasitic kind of ghost demon. Uh, These creatures are demons that inhabit any type of empty space until they find a human to meld with. Um, However, unlike most creatures who possess, these wraiths do not make their presence known to the victim. It is unlikely that the the affected person will ever know that they've been possessed by this demon. Uh, This type of wraith is also not believed to hold any sort of magical powers of its own. Um, While it does have more power than a human, it will not exercise these powers over the will of the human, making it very unlikely that the powers will ever be discovered. There are, however, a few cases in which humans develop demonic powers because of wraith possessions. Um, Perhaps the most notable thing about this wraith type, however, is its ability to procreate. (laughs) When a human who's been possessed with this wraith type mates with another human, part of the wraith will bond to the unborn child. The soul of the child melds with the demon, creating a blood child. Oh my god. Yeah. There's also a variation of a wraith called a vorer that's a mouthful yeah. um this wraith was also sometimes referred to as a watcher or warden uh this type of wraith follows the soul of a person from the time they are born until the time they die this is the only type of wraith that is uh not considered malevolent okay. um it says for physical appearance says the majority of wraiths have never been seen in person though there are many or there are bleh, though there are some vague details about their appearance that are known Um, There are some legends that describe wraiths as being dark entities with black cloaks, coats, I mean, not too far off, it's fine. Uh, (laughs) uh, Their arms and legs are corpse-like and extremely thin. Additionally, the face of the wraith is either skeletal or an endless black hole. So, like, the Grim Reaper would be considered a wraith. Yeah, I think so. That's exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. Um, there are also legends that say wraiths do not look like anything they're simply evil entities that occupy any type of empty space they can find Uh, it says motivation of a wraith according to lore some wraiths are parasitic but not aggressive they simply look for a host to bond with human of course and feed off the energy of the person they do not try and exert their will over their victim they simply use the host to survive and move on when their host dies While there are some wraiths that are fairly docile, this doesn't seem to be the case for the majority of these strange ghosts. Many wraiths are angered about their condition and the events leading up to them losing their souls. These wraiths are incredibly intelligent and sometimes hunt the people that they hold grudges against. This is done until the soul of the unfortunate victim is obtained and forced to wander with the wraith for eternity. Wraiths are full of malevolence and ill intent. Um, They are consumed by emotions like anger, despair, and hatred. They live to hunt for unfortunate souls to add to their clan and wander aimlessly for eternity, taking away hope and desire to live as they go.
0: Well, that sounds super
1: fun. I know. Right. (laughs) All the fun in the world. Yeah. What? (laughs) Okay. Fine. (laughs) So yeah, that's, that's our um, mythological research on race. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's fun. All the things. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I wouldn't necessarily want to uh, yeah. join their clan. Yeah. Uh,
0: I never really thought about how, like, if you think, if you you know, there's, there's a wraith, and then there's all the, like, souls that are stuck with it. That's not just not what you think of when you think of a wraith. You think of kind of like a solitary witch-like creature.
1: Yeah. You think of, like, the Grim, a, Grim Reaper, yeah. like, so a Reaper-type thing. Not a bunch of souls chilling out with it. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have buddies usually. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, for our agent and but moment for this week, oh, we have man. a joint one. Yes. And it's pretty embarrassing. But it, it happened. It, it happened. And so, we're going to tell you about it. <laughs> so,
0: so, we were trying to uh, figure out how to actually do this remote podcasting bit. <laughs> so that, because we're bored as fuck, and we thought, hey, this would be a great time to actually be podcasting, fill some of our time up, mm-hmm. so... Um, it's
1: time to figure it out.
0: <laughs> yeah, and some of the other podcasts I listen to have been doing it, and they've been doing it on Skype, so, you know, Rochelle was can Skype on her computer, so I thought, well, I'll just get Skype set up on my phone, and that way I can just log in on the computer when it's time to actually podcast so I'm on my phone I'm talking to Rochelle on the phone and I'm setting up Skype I get it all taken care of mostly and she's like okay (laughs) yeah and let's let's try this so she tries to call me and things do not go well (laughs) (laughs) it didn't work and we couldn't figure out why it didn't work like it was ringing and I'd try to answer it and it wouldn't let me answer it would just keep ringing Mm-hmm. And it would let me answer, and we try this for a solid 20 minutes.
1: Oh, I I would say, like, a half an hour. We were trying, <laughs> like, and, we, and it wasn't just, like, we were letting it ring for that long to see if it would go. Like, we would hang up and call again, or we'd hang up and we'd, like, instead of doing the video chat, we're doing just, like, you know, the voice chat or whatever. And there's, like, we were trying all of the options on Skype available to call to see if we can get the stupid thing to work. <laughs> And finally, I'm like, hey,
0: maybe it's not working because I'm on the phone with you. The regular, you know, regular phone call and we're trying to do a Skype call. <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> on the phone. On on the phone, yeah. It's different for Rochelle because she's on she's talking to me on her phone, but she was trying to Skype on her computer and I was trying to do it all in one device. Yeah. So turns out we, that doesn't work. No, that doesn't work. Who knew? <laughs> So we hung up, and the Skype call worked perfectly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it was really aggravating. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, we spent half an hour wasting trying to, like, figure out how this thing works, and all we really had to do was hang up the phone.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it turns out you can't, you can't do a regular phone call and a Skype phone call all at the same time on one phone.
1: Nope. Turns nope. out. <laughs> yep. So. Yeah.
0: We are incredibly smart
1: people. We're (laughs) (laughs) idiots. Yep. It's a problem. Yep. But But you know what? We figured it out eventually. We did. We did. It took us a long time, but we did figure it out. It's not like we never got there. (laughs) We finally got there. And there was a couple other obstacles in figuring out
0: how to get this podcast to work remotely but yeah but at the end of the day we did it so we figured it
1: out I don't know how good the quality is necessarily but I mean you can hear our voice right so that's important (laughs) that's the important part because that's all a podcast is is voices so there's that (laughs) yeah
0: so the point is we got
1: there eventually and now you can listen to us (laughs) (laughs) right all of our 10 listeners that we have out there, there are 10 listeners yeah. <laughs> yeah and we say 10 there might be more but we say 10 because nobody freaking emails us so we don't know how many people are actually listening I know. <laughs>
0: we would love an email guys in case you can't tell
1: <laughs> one is not enough yeah it isn't and also, we have added a new way for you guys to get a hold of us. Um, we created an Instagram page because we know a lot of uh, the younger folk don't have in- or don't have Facebook anymore. That's Facebook right. apparently seems to be the thing of the past, which I'm still on Facebook. <laughs> That's because we're old. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. But so we decided to make an Instagram post. Um, And so I'm not sure yet if we are going to be just posting pictures of us and just like, you know, whatever, or if we're going to be like putting links to, I mean, we have the link to our, um, our Podbean page to listen to um, the podcast that way um, Mm -hmm. on there. And then. But, yeah, we're not sure how we're going to use it yet, but it's there. So go ahead and follow us, and then you'll get to see with us how, how this goes. That's right. Nice. It's its and Butts Podcast is the, the name. And if you look up, if you it doesn't matter how you spell the and, if you type it out, or if you use the little and symbol, um, it should come up in either way. Oh, cool. It okay. shouldn't, because one is the name, and then one is the instagram handle so they should come up either direction doesn't matter how you search for us as long as you put idgits and assbutts podcast in there to some capacity it should bring you straight to our page yeah check us out yes yeah
0: well thank you so much for listening to our podcast you can email us at podcast at gmail.com the word and is spelled out Please, please
1: email us. <laughs> or message us on Facebook or on Instagram or something. Like, let us know you're out there.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd like to know someone is listening besides my father. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For real. <laughs>
0: uh, okay. Um, and you can also visit our Facebook page, Idgits and Aspects, a supernatural podcast. Thanks again.
1: Thank you.